Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, my name is Justin, and you're on Inverse, and I want to say, crew, say hi to everyone. Hi. hi. Everyone. Yeah, and everyone say hi to the crew, <laughs> okay. Uh, we are looking at the three cosmic messages. We looked at it last week. Last week was our first episode. If you missed it, you want to go to, where should you go to? You should go to hopetv.org slash Inverse, and you can see the video there, or you can go to your podcast of choice, and you can also uh, download and upload or load, load into your mind uh, <laughs> last week's episode. It was really good. Um, on looking at the background of the the meta narrative meta narrative of the great controversy if you have no idea what i just said or what that meant you want to listen to that episode um, we're looking at the three angels' messages, and you can go to inversebible.org and you can look at the three cosmic messages Bible study guide, and it looks at it looks at the book of Revelation. So we're going to go to Revelation chapter 14. And in the house, we have Jonathan Siku in Israel. And uh, Jonathan, if you can pray for us before we read scripture, that would be appreciated. That's right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity we have to study the Word again. Mm. We just want to invite your presence to be with us, your spirit to enlighten our minds, to help us understand these very important messages from the book of Revelation for each and every one of us. We pray that you will. Um, clean our hearts from any sin, anything that is a disruption in our relationship with you, so that we will be, be in, in total surrender attitude to you and to your word. Amen. I pray that you'll bless each and every one of us here and those watching and listening. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, Siku, we're going to go to chapter 14 of Revelation. Um, we're spending a lot of time in the book of Revelation, especially chapter 14. We're going to go to Daniel as well. But for today, let's go to verse 14 and go to the end of that chapter. Okay. Verse 14. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice, To him who sat on the cloud, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, the, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, who had power over fire, and he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. Okay, so I mean that's that's a heavy heavy passage, mm -hmm. um, and we're going to get into that. But um, Israel, can you kind of give us a, a synopsis of what happened last? Uh, yeah. Episode? So last last time we talked about the importance of understanding the fact that we are in a meta narrative mm -hmm. that w the world as we know it now is just a partial understanding. There's something greater. So we talked about the fact that even though we cannot see them, there are beings, I guess, that the Bible describes as angels or messengers or sons of God. And then there's also fallen beings, people who were part of God's family, but who are now at war with them. That was kind of 
the beginning of where we started. We talked about the fact that in order to understand our narrative, the, the main character, the central uh, character of the story is God himself. Mm -hmm. And when we come now to Revelation 14, we're kind of looking at the opposite side of that coin, the other side of that coin, which is the conclusion, close to the conclusion of the, of the narrative, the destiny where we are headed as uh, a people in the story. Yeah, I, 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 that's a really cool element that you said that God is the main character of this story. Mm. Um, I know we've got to go into 14, but can you can you break that down a little bit? Because, you know, it, when we hear stuff like that, we think we are in the story, and we are in the story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what do you mean when that God is the main character? Uh, we know that he's the protagonist, he's doing all the actions, but mm -hmm. I mean, all this, how does it really impact God at the end yeah. of the day? So, in, in, the, in the beginning of Scripture, God is introduced as the first character. Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter mm -hmm. 1, in the beginning God, right? So when when time began when our lives began when our understanding of of this world began god was already there right in the beginning he was already there mm -hmm. he's the central figure of genesis chapter 1 the one that's constantly acting the kind of he's the the central focus of the story mm -hmm. and his character is what the story is speaking about he's a god of love he's the creator he's someone that can speak with his word and he is the one that is actively involved in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. And so because of this, he is a central figure. He's the creator. He's our redeemer. He is our sustainer. He is all of these things. But above all, he's love. Mm -hmm. Now, the accusation that Satan has made against him is that he is not love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so because of this, now you have this great battle that takes place, right? Because he's love or because he's not love, he's created, according to Satan, he's created this horrible law, a law of selfishness that pleases him, that seeks to separate us from him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now the Bible is teaching us this is not true. Mm -hmm. This is bad seed, weeds that have been sown in... in, in so we often think that Satan's attacking us, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is, but the ultimate goal of that is really to get at God at the end. Right. And God has to prove his... his, 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 his <coughs> God has to prove his worthiness for loyalty. Okay. Because uh, God is not interested in, you know, forced uh, worship, forced, um, uh, you know, obedience. He wants people to, to follow him, to be with him, to want to be with him because of who he is. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the story is about. The story is about God showing who he is mm -hmm. and then giving people a choice to say, okay, I want to be with this God. Mm -hmm. Satan is trying to, you know, throw lies in there and, and, and discredit him and, and twist his character. Mm -hmm. But the story of the Bible uh, and, and the story of this great controversy is all about showing that God is truly who he claims to be, mm -hmm. that he is love, that he is truth, that he is good. And once we uh, are convinced of this mm -hmm. and we want to be part of God's side, mm -hmm. once we see the lies of Satan and we want to be part, what what happens in that process? What, are we enrolled in the heaven heaven <laughs> program? Uh, what what happens after that? So we, we've gotten from really macro mm -hmm. and now we're getting into the individual perspective, that's that's a choice that we all made around this table. Hopefully mm -hmm. that's a choice that you've made or you're being convinced of that choice in some sense, being driven to like, man, how if I take Jesus, God's side seriously, what happens after that? So uh, this is probably intermediary to, to where we're headed, okay. but um, you know, I think about when Jesus was on earth and he would say the kingdom of heaven is like unto, the kingdom of heaven is like unto, mm -hmm. and he was describing mm -hmm. uh, the reality of what it means to be a citizen of heaven. Like if you enlist in B 
being part of God's side, this is what it looks like. Because we've been, you know, uh, we're on this earth, um, our heritage, our ancestry, our, and, and we're impacted by these lies that the mm -hmm. devil has mm -hmm. been telling now for, you know, centuries, right, for mm -hmm. millennia. And so Jesus came to clarify, to distill, which he's been doing throughout scripture, but mm -hmm. to distill and make it absolutely plain what it means to be a participant in mm -hmm. God's kingdom, what it means to align ourselves with God's side. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that was part of what Jesus, that, that, that was his teaching, mm -hmm. was teaching us how to be citizens of heaven. Um, so th that's kind of, mm -hmm. I guess, in yeah, the trajectory yeah, 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 of yeah, where yeah. you're. And maybe if I can push back a little, and I, I'm just trying to provide some dramatic tension here. Um, but it's just not merely only Jesus' teaching, although his teaching, teaching is powerful, but this is, can be mis easily misunderstood as Jesus was another Confucius or another Socrates. He's coming here to give teaching on how to live well with human beings and just moral teaching. And there's a, lot of, there's a whole people, uh, people group out there who believe Jesus does that. But there's something extra Mm -hmm. that Jesus provides. I'm trying to get into that. Mm -hmm. What What is that, John? Well, if, if Jesus was to just come to provide, you know, another lifestyle, another right. way to live uh, that is, you know, on the same level as all the other options out there, mm -hmm. then, you know, that's, that's nice. But the Bible is teaching something very different. It's saying that there really is only one way. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you want to be there in eternity, you know, that's the way. Mm -hmm. And this is not, you know, a threat. It's just reality. God created reality to be based on love and truth mm -hmm. and, and, you know, uh, compassion, all these things. Mm -hmm. and, and when we step into that by faith, when we make that choice to be on that side of God, then um, uh, we are stepping into that experience that God has for us. And so th there is, but this is, this is about life and death. Mm -hmm. So it's a decision you make, not just, oh, I want this alternative lifestyle. No, it's a decision to, to choose life, the only way of life mm -hmm. that is lasting. And sadly, and this is what the scripture is also telling us from today, is that when you don't choose that, there, there is going to be an end to life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you know, what, what, what God is saying in, in uh, I think what, what you're alluding to is Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Yes. This is not something that Jesus just comes up with when he was born mm. on this earth. This has been the foundation of the government of God. Mm -hmm. And so he's essentially saying from the very, very beginning, it's my way or no way. No mm -hmm. other way works except my way. Now, Satan says, that's kind of a very uh, proud thing to say, like your way or no way. And exclusive. Yeah, very, very exclusive, very, <clears throat> very proud, very like you think you're better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so the, 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 the reason why Jesus says that, the reason why Jesus says or God says, you have to be like me, you have to follow my law, is because he knows that that is the only law mm -hmm. that brings about ultimate happiness. Yes. Now, what happens when you and I get involved in this meta narrative? Well, we immediately, God gives to every person a measure of faith, right? We say, and, and our involvement when we become Christians, we say, we believe what you're saying, God, actually. We believe that right. you are the way, the truth, and life, that your way is the best way. We say we believe that. Now, the rest of our lives, we actually realize how much we don't believe that, mm -hmm. right? Because we say that we believe it now, but then as soon as something bad happens, we go back. That's our tendency to go back, to go back, to go back, to go back. And so... What Satan does is that he points to us and he says to God, you see, Israel has sinned just like I have sinned. Mm -hmm. Now, if you let Israel back into heaven, what is to say, or if you let Israel into heaven, I was never there, right? But if you <laughs> let Israel into heaven, 
he's going to say, why don't you let me in then, right? Now you're playing favorites. So you have this thing where Satan is also, and we looked at it last uh, week, where, or in our last episode, that Satan is the accuser of the brethren, so or, or brothers and sisters, right? So Satan is constantly accusing not only God of being unfair or unloving, but he's also accusing him of playing favorites. And so my role in the great controversy is twofold. Number one, to allow God to work in me in such a way so mm. that when he gives me access to heaven, I will not turn into Satan, mm. right? And then number two, to prepare me to help other people do the same, right? We are, we are an exhibit which Christ points to and says, look, if I can save Israel, I can save anybody else, mm. right? If I can save you, I can save anybody else. And, and the power of God is demonstrated in the life of a Christian who lives by faith. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, I, I'm trying to connect what we what we were talking about to the text here, and the text here says that there's there's two um, harvests harvests going on, mm -hmm. and there's in a sense there's two types of seeds planted inside the ground, mm -hmm. and Jesus comes to harvest one type, and then there's another harvest that's that ain't so good that we want to not be part of. So I'm trying to just connect the two here, and then you, you, you totally alluded to it, and that once we subscribe to Jesus, that it's not some kind of, okay, I'm on Jesus' side, mm -hmm. I now go to church, my name is on the roster, so I'm now part of the first harvest. That's not, it's not that easy. I don't know if that's a, if I could use that word. It's not that convenient. It's not that, I don't know what the right word is. It's I not that superficial. Yeah. It's not that yeah, it's not stupid. That you know, like just just write your name and you're silly. you're on on God's silly. side. Silly, yeah. silly, yeah. silly, yeah. silly is a better word. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. the Adam yeah. is equivalent of, yeah. of, of stupid. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so um, so what does it mean? So now that you're in Jesus' side, there's something implanted in mm. you, and there's change going on. Mm -hmm. um, are, is let's let's talk about a little bit about that that experience. Yeah. Is there a certain level that you need to get to for change to be part of the harvest? Is it the fact that you're just changing? Is mm. that what's important? Some people don't believe there's even any changes necessary at all. Like, right? Jesus knows his own. Why does? Why do I even have to change? So some of those aspects, uh, like spend some time on Siku and then Jonathan and sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the first thing I'll I'll start with is I guess an allusion back to our um, study, uh, the first study that we did, yep. <clears throat> where we talked about overcoming right, and gaining victory. Mm -hmm. What's the point of overcoming if there's nothing to overcome, mm. right? And, and you're gaining victory over what, mm. right? So there's, there's a view of, you know, God has saved me, I'm now part of his kingdom, and that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. But the reality that scripture points out and that Jesus, mm. you know, I don't know, explained <laughs> over and over, is that there's a life that is to be lived, a life of overcoming, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And the whole point of this was not just to, yes, Jesus died on the cross t so that our sins can be wiped out, mm. but then so that we can live a life that now demonstrates that it is possible to live a life in obedience to God, mm. that it is possible to commit our lives to Him, to be part of His kingdom, to be part of His government, to sub submit ourselves to His law and to triumph. That's the point of it, yeah. is, is for us to live an overcoming life. Yeah. Life. You and know. just to over, just to overemphasize that, because I think this is so core, which which is part of my my um, conversion experience. I used to think that it's like Jesus forgives, forgive, 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 full stop. 
that's what salvation is, right? Mm. Then a lot of people, and maybe some of you out there have had similar experience, you swing to the other side, then it's like exactly what you talked about without this first part, and it's just overcoming, 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 and then it's just without the forgiveness aspect, mm -hmm. right? But uh, to, to what, what made me just really get into scripture and in prayer and spirituality and, and just, just, just enraptured was that I had issues in my life, and I still do, uh, but God helped me overcome them. That overcoming did not occur by me gritting my teeth and trying harder and harder and harder. And, no, not, although, and I tried that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I tried that. And there's many, and then there's the weird kind of illusion that if I grit my teeth and try harder along with Jesus's power and together it works together, mm -hmm. then there's the other extreme where like, I'm not going to do anything and I'm just going to wait until Jesus does it, you know? Mm -hmm. So so where where is that? I mean, because overcoming is such a trigger word, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Victory over sin is a trigger word. Uh, and we always talk about, oh, God helped me overcome my swearing, but my overcome lying, that's been a lifelong process. Mm -hmm. Um, but we know that, but I know I, I have evidence that God has, me, has helped me overcome some sins, but not all sins. Where mm -hmm. is the role in all, and in, in light of the harvest? Yep. Yeah. Well, well Jonathan, and, uh, sure. I'm going to lose my train of thought. So <laughs> <laughs> write it down real quick. Write it down. I yeah. did. <laughs> Still going to forget. So, uh, the, the, the picture that we see here is one of agriculture. Yes. Um, so, there's a growth process. There's yes. process. Jesus believes in process. Jesus believes in in, in, in us going through the experience of time mm. and, and change that comes along with it. It's not, it you know, an overnight thing. Um, but the amazing thing is that it's not about the level that I have reached or the amount I've overcome. Mm -hmm. It is about walking with Christ in the process. Um, you will, you know, <clears throat> Jesus is, is, is good, okay? He's for us, He's on our side, and He's mm. with us through it all. Mm. And like a good teacher, you're not going to expect a first grader to be able to solve 12th grade math. Mm. Uh, so he will, wherever you are in the process, he will, you know, be with you in the journey in that way of what you are able to bear, what you're able to understand, and what you're able to handle by his grace. Mm. Uh, and some of the problems, you know, that we might have take longer to solve. I cannot solve, as I mentioned, a 12th grade math problem at grade one. But as I learn other things mm -hmm. along the way, eventually mm -hmm. I will be able to do that because He helped me the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so it's about the process of walking with Christ. And we don't have to worry so much about, oh, where, have I, where am I, on what level of mm -hmm. sanctification uh, am I right now? The point is, if you're with Jesus, you're good, mm -hmm. you're safe. But being with Jesus is not just, oh, I sing a worship song about Jesus and so I'm good. It is about intentionally walking with Him and, you know, following His Word to the best of my ability, knowing that His grace provides the strength for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but not, you know, not thinking, okay, I have to do this, and I, I, I. The focus is Jesus, Jesus in me. But yes, there will be moments that are hard. You know, you, you're faced with a sin or some kind of temptation. What do you do in that moment? Mm -hmm. The Bible gives us promises, and those promises have power within them. So, if I'm tempted, I can say, Jesus, you know, you promised that you will provide strength and will give me the you know, ability to walk away from this. So I will walk away now mm -hmm. because you have provided the strength. And then he, he, he works in us. We still have a choice to do the sin, but he, he is with us the whole time. So it's about process. It's about walking with Jesus and not worrying where am I in the, in the, in the growth aspect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Amen. that's powerful. I mean, I don't think 
anyone could say it better than that. Okay. I think that was so powerful. moving on to our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. I, I'm happy to move no, on. No, no, hey, yeah. good, do it. Go, go ahead. I think, you wrote it down and we No, we well, I wrote waiting. it down, but it was yeah. in a different direction. And then go for he, it. Uh, I think on my end, it's the same. I think it's, I, 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 the word I wrote down was development. Mm. Mm. We, th we think about, we think about uh, overcoming as the elimination of sin, mm. but, but that's not what perfection is. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Adam and Eve were created perfectly, yet their mm -hmm. eternal job was to reflect more fully the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And so, which, which tells us that even in perfection, Adam and Eve, before they fell, had a lifelong process of becoming like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, in our mind, we think, if I can just overcome sin, then I will be like God. No, mm -hmm. actually, we won't. We will then just begin the journey of being like God, right? Because to, to say that overcoming my sin right now is making my like God, it isn't because God has no sin. So you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think that through the process, and the reason why the process is important is because in the mind of every person, I need to have the satisfaction of knowing for my own personal identity that I am gaining victory, in, that I'm gaining victory because it is a sign that Christ is working in me. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying, you know, the fact that for me, literally, the fact that I was able to overcome cursing, you know, but then can't overcome my temper, right? The fact that whenever every temptation that I have right now, the strength that I have to stay in, in, in the fight, to not give up, to keep on pressing and pressing and pressing, the strength that I receive for that is found in the fact that I can look back mm and say, God has given me victories in my life. Yes. And even though I felt in some situations as though I would never overcome these big old things, right? Like I grew up cursing for a long, like every, I could not say a sentence without cursing. I literally couldn't. And the fact that I had a hard time doing that, but now I can look back and, and even curse words don't enter into my mind normally, right? Uh, normally, <laughs> right? Uh, they still enter into my mind even sometimes, but the fact that I can go back and think mm. of the victories that God has given me in my life yeah. gives me hope that whatever I'm going through right now, even though it seems impossible in, and, and, and something I, I will not be able to, to gain through, I can look back and say, He's led me before, I have confidence that He will lead me yeah. again. Uh, can I just throw something in there real quick as a very practical encouragement? Um, we have to understand that sanctification is not just Jesus doing constantly those kind of miracles where, oh, I'm free from this immediately. Uh, Jesus believes in process, and sometimes He chooses to uh, give us victory through the, re the literal rewiring of our brain, okay? So, like, how we, how we think has to change. It's the renewal of the mind, Romans 12, right? It, it, it has to do with actual biological processes that have to take place and that take time. Mm -hmm. Overcoming chemical addictions, you know, all these things, it takes a little time, but you know, and you, it might be like a, a little bit of a bumpy ride, but you will get there if you trust in Jesus through the process. And so I just want to encourage the you know, viewers and listeners that um, just because it doesn't happen overnight, always, uh, that does not mean Jesus is not working. He's working and he's helping you basically ride that bicycle without the, what do you call Training those? wheels. Training wheels. Mm. And it can take a little while. Sometimes you fall, but you will get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and just to, I guess, um, the fr a phrase that came to my mind is, as Israel was speaking was that uh, we, we sometimes need a paradigm shift when it comes to our children, when it comes to people. We, we can see that growing is what's important. 
-hmm. is that you're a baby and then you grew and then you your teeth come out and you're eating solids and 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 that is what we value and that in reality from mm. from the way that God created us it goes with this process with mm -hmm. development perfection is actually not quote arriving there is no arriving mm -hmm. perfection is growing right mm -hmm. and not growing is death so like if if we could just think of like when when things are working perfectly we are growing mm. you know we are improving we are and that is and maybe though those victories some, sometimes we need those immediate victories to give us confidence that i can keep growing but really the goal is to to get into a lifestyle mm -hmm. of growing which will continue all the way into heaven this mm, is not yeah our punishment on earth, you know? Yeah. We won't be struggling with sin necessarily, but we will keep growing and we'll keep improving, keep learning, keep developing. So it's not a curse that we have to grow. That's actually the blessing, mm. is that we have to grow. I love the emphasis on growing. I mean, it totally goes with the agricultural uh, motif, motif here. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in biology, if it's not growing, it's not alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You know, it's not s static, things are, are dead. Right. Uh, and I love your point on like, you know, it's not only the removal of the evil, it's the development of that which is good. Uh, in, my, in my struggle, I find that I, I gravitate towards, and, and in theology we call it justification and sanctification, right? These long words that, mm -hmm. that either we're super familiar with or we stay away from. But there's a great, great metric that, you know, if you're a little too grace-oriented, then you're, you're justification-heavy, and if you're a little bit more behavior-oriented or, or overcoming or, you're, or more sanctification, but it's really the same, mm -hmm. what is it, what am I trying to say? Same boat. Why are we in the boat all of a sudden? Uh, we're, it's, it's, it's the same side of, of the coin. Um, when I struggle, when I struggle, it's often when I put my image of myself and I impose it upon God. Mm. Yes. That when I, that I go to the extremes of sanctification or justification. Mm. So that when I am judgmental and I think, and I, oh, God must be just as judgmental as I am, mm. just as critical, then I naturally gravitate towards a sanctification or if I am more lax and like uh, um, more um, Laid back. tolerant of sin or, or what, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, God, sure, God understands. He understands I got to do these couple of sins to get to this. And he understands. And it's just a very, it, it's, it's a You made it's God a in dangerous. your own image. Correct, mm -hmm. correct. At the same time, I think I'm a Christian, Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? right? I, I, I praise, I sing the songs of grace and I sing the songs of overcoming but I'm really worshiping myself. Mm. I mean, that's, 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 I think that's clutch and it, it keeps bringing my mind back to this idea of truth versus falsehood. Mm. Really like, why it's, why it's so important to look at Jesus, mm. at who He actually is yes. and who He has yeah. shown yes. Himself to yes. be. Yes, constantly. Because, yes, and that, that orients our reality, like that's, that, that, gives us the yes. lens through which we're supposed to view, yes. Yes, you know, yes, exactly. our eyes. Because His standards, are, are like so much higher than any high standards <laughs> we may place upon ourselves. But yet, His grace mm -hmm. is far outweighs any level of, of forgiveness and grace that we have. Yeah. So just to put these human like, oh, God is, God is really high right, right here. But like, no, He's, he's yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we, we hope that all of you out there are, will, will be part of the first harvest and get into the groove, uh, into the soil, and get your roots and, and grounded in Jesus, as Jonathan was saying, and, and walking with Him. And I just love the practical aspects that Israel was talking about, of remembering the past, that you are not who you were 
praise the Lord. But you have still much more to go and what's Siku's point of growing. We need to stay alive and be growing in Christ. It sounds very simple uh, concepts, but these are core to who we are as, 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 as Christians as we want to be part of the first mm. harvest and not the second harvest. And it's kind of a gory harvest that talks about oh, the, 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 the juice and whatnot. This is not literal, but it is to emphasize the sobriety and the life and death uh, decision that we're making as Jonathan was talking about. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's all of yours out there. We are looking at this arc of the three angels' messages, the messages that proclaim the gospel to the whole world. And we want to be you and all of us all together to be a part of it. We'll see you next week here in Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is inverse.